Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. It is another great day. It is Friday, and we have a lot of good stuff coming at you today. I've got a fresh review coming, or a first take impression of a game called Koi uh, by Smirk and Laughter. That'll be coming at you later today, as well as our What Will You Play Friday. So we're going to talk about the games that we're going to play this weekend, and uh, a lot of good stuff happening. So stay tuned and keep listening. Hey everybody, we know that gaming is your hobby. You like to keep up on the facts and you like to keep up on what's going on in the gaming world. And Board Games Daily loves to offer you that information. But Board Games Daily isn't the only avenue by which you can listen to some good stuff and content coming at you in the gaming industry. Board Games Daily is powered by Theology of Game. That's our online blog site. And we also also have a sister podcast called That's How I Roll that Jeremiah Isley does. It's the lives we lead, the games we play, something like that. And we want you to know that there's other avenues that you can go ahead and find out more about games. We're doing daily blogs. We've got a YouTube channel, and we're doing That's How I Roll as well as Board Games Daily. You can support us on our Patreon page and go ahead and get some sweet promos from different games. And so there's a lot of stuff going on that you can get involved in in different ways that you can hear about the games you love to play. So make sure that you check out TheologyofGames.com. That's how I roll. And definitely swing over to our Patreon page and see how you can help support us so that we can help get you some cool stuff to your table. That's it for now. Check you later. Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. In case you didn't know it, there's a huge gaming fair in Germany this week. It is the Essenspiel, and it is when a lot of the big publishers kind of release their games. They release them there first, and then they make their way over here across the pond eventually. And one of the things that they often break news, even if they don't release something, they'll talk about something that's coming up. And so Eagle Griffin Games out of the blue, said, hey, guess what? Coming in January of 2019 is an Age of Steam Deluxe Edition. And my eyes fell out of my head. I don't know what to think about this. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. I have a second edition that I'm holding on tightly to. I love Age of Steam. I love the maps. I love the artwork. I love everything. They showed a couple pictures, and it looks really cool. They did not interestingly enough for this deluxe version like come out with trains and all these things they went kind of back to basics and they have these wooden discs it feels very retro so it's kind of a weird thing because it doesn't in some ways it doesn't feel like a deluxe edition even though that is absolutely what i would prefer over those gaudy trains personally and all new map artwork the game is going to come with six maps right out of the box and they look cool and there look to be three really nice, uh, the boards that hold like the shares and the links and all of those things. And there's even a, uh, one board that has the different costs of the different tra- tracks on them. So that you can just see at a glance what, what everything costs. It looks really cool. Have no more information, no idea how much it's going to cost, 
nothing like that, but it looks really, really cool, and it's in my top 10 games, and so I'm going, uh, do I, do I replace what I have, but what about all the maps I have? Can I still use those maps with this one? If I find out the answers to those questions, that will determine whether I jump in on this or not. In the meantime, it's a long way away, January, it's kind of far away, but this is what we're doing. Breaking news, we bring it to you as soon as we hear about it. So, have a great weekend, we will talk to you guys later, bye. It's not just Friday, it's What Will You Play Friday. Use the voice message feature on Anchor or tweet at Theology of Games and let us know what you'll be playing this weekend. So it is that time once again for What Will You Play Friday. We want to hear what you're playing this weekend as well as share what we're going to be playing this weekend. See if anything new is hitting the table. I know for me, I've already uh, said it in our intro today that I will be playing a game called Koi this afternoon during my lunch break at school. Uh, there, there, is a, there is a solo variant of the game, and I actually know nothing about this game yet other than uh, there's fish for a koi, po- or a koi for a koi pond, and you're going to be putting them on some sort of hexagonal board. Uh, so I actually have no idea what this game holds in store, so I'm anxious to try it and tell you what I think of it. Um, Obviously, I'll be playing it solo mode, uh, so that's going to be a little bit intriguing in itself, and I'll try and see how some things might compare if you're playing it in cooperative mode. Uh, I also, I believe I shared in a previous segment that I got Spirit Island in the mail a couple days ago. In fact, I actually got it on Monday, and I played it for the first time on Wednesday, and boy, was this game, uh, it was packed. And I had heard that it would be. I heard that it would be heavier, um, a heavier cooperative game that doesn't quite play like every other cooperative game. And no, it did not. It was very solid, but very overwhelming. So I had to keep referencing the rules. That was the most unfortunate part of my first experience with the game. But I will say that the game is good enough and so intriguing. And I had so much fun playing what I played that, that I, I don't think that that rule barrier and, and the overload of rules uh, gave me a bad impression of the game. I really like Spirit Island, and I'm hoping to play it again this weekend. It was just me and a buddy, so we played two-player version of it. I'm hoping to play it again this weekend. Those are the two games I'm playing this weekend, and, and I know I'm playing Koi for sure, hoping to play Spirit Island, but it never pans out the way that I say it's going to pan out. Koi for sure but probably not Spirit Island because that's the one that I want to play. But we want to know what you want to play. What do you think you're going to get to the table this weekend? Get something to the table. It's Friday. We need to game. That's it for now. Check you later. Hey, it's Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. Coming to you on this Friday with what I'm going to play this weekend, and I'm not entirely sure. My son and I have an ongoing Gloomhaven game that is still sitting out, set up on a table, and uh, we need to get some of that done. We also have been itching to try the new Legends of Andor expansion we got, the third one called The Last Hope. And we also got some of the dark heroes that we might want to swap in there, and so maybe a play test of that. Still waiting to play Tower of Madness. We went to play last weekend, and three of the marbles, like important marbles, were missing. 
So, contacted Smirk and Dagger, and they were very apologetic, and they sent the new ones out that day. So, awesome customer service from them in um, in this case. And so, as soon as those come in, we're probably going to play that. And then, because it's coming up on Halloween, either this weekend or next weekend, we'll probably try to get some kind of a quote-unquote spooky game played, like maybe Eldritch Horror or something like that. We'll see. I don't know. What are you guys playing this weekend? Let us know. Call in and voice your opinion. We'll talk to you later. Bye. This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more Board Game Buzz as Board Games Daily gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our tables. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. And as promised, I am bringing you my first impressions of the game Koi by Smirk and Laughter Games. Um, also known as Smirk and Dagger, depending on what type of game it is that you're playing. Koi, however, Smirk and Laughter, because it is very, it's not too aggressive. Um, Basically, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be taking on the role of a koi fish. And you're going to be in a koi pond where you are trying to emerge to be, to turn into a dragon. Um, And by doing that, you're going, or to do that, you're going to need to eat lots of dragonflies or lots of frogs. Dragonflies earn you more points. They earn you three points every time you eat one, and frogs earn you one point. Now, on your turn, you're going to have a, a certain number of cards in your hand. You always get to draw up three at the end of <clears throat> at the beginning of a round, and then you'll play them. Some of the cards have movements. Some of the movements you must take. Some of the movements you may take. As you move around the board, you're going to try and uh, get your koi fish facing the right direction so that it is going to move and it is going to eat or land on a dragonfly and or frog. But there's other cards that are in your hand. There are cards like rocks. Rocks are barriers that you can put around other players' koi fish so that it makes it harder for them to navigate the pond. You have uh, lily pads, which you're going to be adding to the board, which allows more co- uh, dragonflies to be attracted to the lily pads. Uh, they will co- as lily pads come out and the round, new round begins, you're going to be putting dragonflies on those lily pads, when you re- especially when you refresh the round. You're going to have some cherry blossoms that come down, and when they come down, they scatter everything in the pond. They scatter the... Um, the frogs, the koi fish themselves, they scatter the lily pads. And so sometimes that can work to your advantage where you can make something run into you that you automatically eat. Or you can make yourself run into something else and automatically eat it um, by, by using uh, the cherry blossom. So there's a lot of different things that you can play out onto the board. Frogs are one of them too. Uh, frogs also will try and snatch up the dragonflies before you can get them. So hopefully you put it around an opponent and snatch up one of the dragonflies they're about to get. And uh, that way they cannot eat it. And then hopefully you on your side of the board will still get to eat the dragonfly that you want. Um, as the round prog- progresses, <coughs> rounds progress, seven of them to be t- exact, there's going to be six event cards that take place between rounds. That tell you different things like um, every time you spawn a lily pad, also a dragonfly spawns on it. 
or the wind can change and move everything on the board one direction, or you can bump into somebody else's koi fish and steal one of the dragonflies that they've already eaten. Don't ask me how that works thematically. That's just disgusting, but it's a cool feature of the game. So there's all these event cards that come out. There's also an aspect of the game called flooding so that there's always dragonflies available on your turn. If, if for some reason there wasn't, you do a flooding action, which reseeds the board with dragonflies before the end of the round. That way you have something to go after too. The game is extremely beautiful. The colors are fantastic. Um, I set it up and I was really kind of, as I was, as I was opening the game, I thought I probably am not going to like this game. It does not seem my style. And as I was setting it up, I was like, but boy, it sure looks pretty. It's beautiful. Then I started reading through the rules and I thought this is going to be fun. I thought it was just going to be some really, really cheesy, lightweight kind of game. Don't be deceived. It is not. It's a beautiful game. Uh, it, the components are elegant. The gameplay, it can be highly strategic. Um, there is a little bit of luck based on what you draw. Uh, there is different ways to mitigate what you draw. You can turn in cards to draw other cards. But I don't want to go into every aspect of the game, and I feel like I already have. But that's because I want to give you a good idea of what this game is all about. I really enjoyed Koi. I played it solo. So I had like an Automa player playing against me and I was doing the moves for that character. And the games, the, the rules were changed just slightly, not too much for a solo mode. I cannot wait to play this head to head or with three to four players because I can see it getting very uh, frustrating trying to move around the pond very quickly. Uh, it's a really solid game and I think I'm going to hang on to this for a, for a while because I like it a lot. So that's my take on Koi. Uh, have you played it yet? I'm not sure. I'm not, I, th I, think, I think it's being released right now, like as we speak. It might be in Essen. Um, so have you played it yet? What, is, what are your thoughts on it? And uh, that's it for now. Check you later. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.